Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Tech Speaks. I am Rish. And I'm Yashvini. I'm the managing editor for The Technique, and I'm stepping in for Tareem today, whose presence in the studio is sorely missed. Yeah, so we're getting ready for that final stretch of the semester, but right now we're just coming back from spring break, so how'd your spring break go? My spring break was mostly pretty good. I basically flew home, and then I went to Austin for a couple of days. I'm from Texas, so it's only like a couple hours drive, and then I flew back. On the trip, I had like two of the worst flights I've ever had in my life, but like the in-between part, the break, that was really nice. I basically just like relaxed, saw my friends, and just had a moment to like rot in my bed. What about you? How was your break? So I had a really great time, so I spent a few days going back home. And then after that, I spent a few days um, in San Diego with some of my friends. And I really had a great time just escaping from, you know, all the stressors that we've had um, throughout our semester and just get some time to just like unwind and enjoy um, nature. That sounds really nice. I feel like when I think about San Diego, in my mind, it's like a city that's like always on the go. Like they're inventing the next big thing. Like you're going to hear about a tech startup coming from there. So hearing how like you use that as an opportunity to like take a moment and spend some time with your friends is really nice to like know that even in these like busy, busy places, you can find like a moment of solace for yourself. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that makes it so special is that we spend all of this time in college and always thinking about creating the next, working on um, finding what we want to do after college and how that relates to like our major. And it gives us like that opportunity to like, connect with Nate. Uh, when we go to a place like this and we spend some time on the ocean or we'll go on a trail or we'll go up a mountain, it gives us like that time to really see like the other side of the world and understand that there's so much more that the world can offer than just those things that we're seeing in like our uh, respective majors that we have. Yeah, I totally agree. Like even in Georgia Tech, like we're called creating the next. And it's like so many companies that like I've applied for because internship season have all been like we're creating the future. We're innovating past boundaries. And it's like when you're constantly thrown all of this like at you, it's so hard to remember that like you're not living in the future. You're not living in the next. You're living like in the current. And I feel like one of the best ways to reconnect with that fact is like going into nature because when you see something like a bird or like a tree and maybe this is like super cliche of me but it's like you look at it and you know that organism that like moment is only existing in that moment that bird's not thinking about tomorrow that yeah. bird's thinking about right now i think that's one of my favorite parts is one of my absolute favorite types of places in the world is just being by the ocean just hearing like the just looking out and just seeing like seeing the water and just being able to just take in that moment and being able to realize that Time's not controlling you, but you're getting the opportunity to control time. I completely agree. I do have one slight thing that I, I'm like really scared of the ocean. So me personally, the beach doesn't quite vibe. Like something about looking at like a giant vast stretch of water is like poetic and like that's beautiful that we haven't explored it and there's so much we don't know, but also terrifying. Like what if I drown and why do riptides exist? So I think me personally, I'm more of a forest forest girly. I like my forest. I like my meadows. I like green grass and like smelling fresh air. But I feel like maybe, maybe I'll find the ocean that converts me one day. So many of like these like um, nature trips so fun is that you could get a little bit of everything. So whether it's spending that time on the ocean or whether it's going on that nature trail and going through, um, spending that time going through like that swampy area with your friends um, in the uh, right after like a rainstorm where there's like that giant muddy trail that you're going through. And you're all wondering about, is this trail the right trail that I'm going along? 
Or is there something that I've gone the wrong route? And just getting to explore that, because that's definitely an experience that just happened when we were in San Diego. We were all going up to check out a mountain um, and see, like, this waterfall on the mountain. But along the way, we came across some, like, kind of muddier areas and a little swampland area. We weren't quite sure if we're still going along the same track. But in the end, we were all we all looked back at that and we were like, that uncertainty made that trail the most fun part about it. Because we all got to, like, do that together, but we got to, like, you know, just really, like, get into it and have fun just going along that trail. Yeah, I completely agree, and I find it super meaningful that you are able to find, like, such value in uncertainty. Like, me as a person, like, I'm always buzzing with anxiety. Like, the idea of uncertainty just strikes fear in my heart. And I think things such as, like, swimming in the ocean, hiking through forests, I feel like I've heard enough horror stories where I'm, like— if I go into the forest, I'm never coming out. Like, it's decided in my mind. And so I think, like, the fact that you can find, like, a meaningful feeling to that, like, uncertainty is really something that, like, I strive to achieve, especially because nature is, like, by definition, unpredictable. The universe is chaotic. So I think that, like, life is so much easier when you take a step back and understand what you can't control. And I think taking these risks, taking these steps into nature really do help you along that journey. Yeah, and, like, going back to, like, that um, time that I had when I was in San Diego is I was a little bit kind of concerned I was, uh, about what was actually going to happen in that swampland. Was there going to be an unexpected animal come along? Am I going to accidentally step along and encounter some poisonous oak um, or other poisonous uh, plant life or animals or anything along the lines of that? But what also made that comforting is the fact that you know, this is like our time. We got to put all of like our phones aside and everything. It was just me and my friends just going through that trail, going through that experience together and just really taking in that moment and just enjoying it. I completely agree. And I think to a lesser extent, I felt something similar because even though I didn't do like nature hikes and I didn't really like maybe converge with like a waterfall, I like went on like a two, three day trip to Austin and I'm someone who like likes a trip itinerary. Like I like things to be planned to the hour. Like what time is the car leaving? Where are we eating lunch? But like with that trip, it was super last minute and it was with a bunch of friends from high school. So we literally just like got in a car, drove to Austin and we we're like, okay, so where are we staying? What's the plan? And I feel like that was a big learning moment for me because I really just had to like unclench. I had to take a step back and I was like, I'm just going to go with the flow. Like I don't have to maximize fun. This isn't my GPA. Like, I don't need to be maximizing this. I don't need to pick the best of everything. Like, sometimes it's okay to just take a step back and go with the flow. Yeah, and so I've always been one of those people that have always kind of been, like, stuck to, like, a different schedule and been one of those people that um, I have to have things in a timely manner sometimes. But during vacation, that's one of those times where we can really just take that step back, like you were mentioning, and just, just kind of go with the flow and be... Like if we want to, if we encounter something and this is our time to explore it, go on that adventure. So if even one person wants to do something, this is our time to really go along with it and enjoy that um, time together. I agree. I think that like, as I feel like I've said cliche before, but it's as cliche as it sounds, like it's the journey, not the destination. And it's the people, not the things that you're looking for. And even if it's like the most, like, I know I said, I hate the ocean, but I feel like with the right people, like with. Like, I would say my roommates, like, I could learn to love it. And I feel like it's the people that make the journey, whether that be college, whether that be the rest of your life, but it's the people you share it with that make it meaningful. And even with that, um, as we were seeing all the different parts of the ocean, or whether it was a, seeing a sunset, seeing a sunrise, 
Um, these are all like great experiences that we got to see. But it, what makes those so special is the people that you get to spend those with. So whether that's like getting to see that with your family or getting to see that with your friends, these are like those special moments that really make our college time or our whether it's like our time after college when we spend it with our family or uh, spring breaks like these where we spend it with our um, friends during college that really make our time so special. And when we're in college, we always think about, oh, these are the best times of our lives. And it's not always just about, you know, those late nights that you spent studying, but also those like fun times that you had in the middle, um, those breaks that you had, what you did during those times. Those are really some of the moments that we remember the most. I agree. I think that oftentimes when we reflect back on a journey, like such as college, it's easy to remember the large moments, like that week long trip you planned with your friends or like maybe like a big birthday party you threw for one of your roommates. But I think just as valuable and just as vital are the small moments. Like one of the best moments I would say in my college career is when I spent like hours baking this little like heart shaped strawberry cake for my roommate. And I wasn't able to actually go like on her birthday because my parents were visiting. But then after I got home from the technique one night, like 11, 1130, all my roommates came out of the rooms and we sat in the living room and we just ate that cake like with forks and we sang happy birthday for her. Even though it was past her birthday, even though it was like midnight and we were eating cake, it was still like such a valuable moment that I cherish so strongly, not because of like the objective significance of it, but just like the amount of love that such a small event can hold. And, like, with that, it's not just about, like, as you were mentioning, that objective moment, but rather the fact that you did it together. And that's what kind of you're all going to remember, like, years from now, you're going to look back at that time. You're going to remember, oh, we were all, like, on, like, sunset cliffs watching that sunset together. Or we uh, watched those sea lions in the morning. Yes. I think, like, even the most tedious moments can be something beautiful when they're with the right person. There was definitely some coding assignments I had me tearing my hair out but when I look back on them I don't remember running my code like 17 times and getting the same error I remember sitting in the Starbucks with my friend who's like a biochemistry major who knew nothing about coding and her looking at me with full confidence and being like you got this like I don't know anything about Java but I know you and I know you're smart and I know you got this and it's like that moment that stuck with me and when I think about that class I think about what she said and that's what I carry on with me in the future. Yeah, like even uh, like some of my and a bunch of like my classes I've done, um, we've had like lots of different homeworks. But the ones that we remember the most aren't necessarily like the ones that we got like right away or anything along those lines. But the ones that we kind of like brainstormed with our friends, we worked on those together and we tried to like solve things out together. And it wasn't and that's kind of like what life can kind of teach you is that it's not just about like one person, but it's that togetherness that you feel along that journey. I completely agree. And I guess like with the topic of classes and like the tedium of it all, how are we feeling returning back to the academic world that is Georgia Tech post spring break? Yeah, I think um, one of those things that I remember about last year that I kind of came in with that prepared mindset is that after spring break are going to be some of the most absolute crunch time moments that you're going to have throughout your semester and uh, coming in to this semester has kind of made me a little bit more prepared for that um, expected because sophomore year was like the first instance where that happened because with freshman year we kind of had like a different instance happen where um, rather than getting our usual spring break we had two mental health days where we had one week where we got a Tuesday before ad drop day 
where we were given a day off, and then the following week where we were given a Wednesday off, which, if anything, that was kind of not the greatest tough timings because at that time the whole point was a mental health break, but we didn't quite get that full experience because everything going on with ad drop day and all of our grades coming in, it was adding more towards our stress. But it's important that we really kind of get those moments like this past spring break or last year's spring break where we can really take a step back and um, relax before we get through like our final stretch. Yeah, I definitely remember talking with seniors because I'm a second year right now. So I was the year after I think it was called sting break happened. But basically what happened, like I've been talking, I talked to like a lot of my seniors and they were like, that was the worst idea ever. Like it really felt like we had these two days off, but homework was still due the day after. So it really defeated the point. And I think that really emphasized like the importance of like what spring break can do for mental health. And I think I definitely agree. Like it's such a crunch time. This is only my second post spring break crunch time. And to be fully transparent, like my freshman year, I was in a really bad place mentally. So I don't fully remember like all the work that I had to do when I got back from spring break. I was more like a survive mentality. So that's why coming into this semester like this crunch moment I'm more on like a thrive mentality like I want to keep my grades up I want to do well in my extracurriculars but I also still want to spend that time with my friends and I still want to make this an experience I enjoy um actually for one of for the technique for the life section I did write an article like tips and tricks surviving March madness which we're coming up on the end of March so congratulations everyone you've basically survived March madness Like looking at like, how do you survive March? I feel like everyone comes at it at a different approach. Like I know I'm super type A, so I'm like on the GCAL grind. Everything is scheduled to the minute, but I have friends who are super type B and prefer to just like take deadlines as they come. It's a later problem. And like they find that it's better for their mental health and they do the best work when they are relaxed. So I guess like kind of talking about how like you've had a couple different spring breaks like how would you say like do you think like you're more type a you're more type b maybe like a mix of the both i think i'm a little bit of like a mix of both in the sense that i like to have a schedule but at the same time i understand that you know i like to be a little bit off schedule at times and if i am like really studying hard really focused on a project and then i bump into someone um i enjoy those times and it kind of gives me like that time where it's like, okay, maybe I'm a little bit like away from like the schedule that I was on, but it's in a good way. And so in those types of ways that I like to have that schedule, but still kind of be a little bit go with the flow with how I roll with things. I feel like that's definitely a super happy medium between both of those things. And like almost, I would say like an ideal to strive for. I would say I am unfortunately very type A. I have a hard time like changing when plans are like like I'm, I have a hard time adapting to new plans and I like things to be done the way I want to be, want them to be done at the time I want them to be done. But especially as I get older and now that like I've started living by myself or like living with my roommates and like my parents are like three states over and I'm like cooking for myself and I have all these like new adult responsibilities. I'm becoming increasingly aware that that's just simply not the way the world works. Just because I want to be like meal prepped for the week, like I want to be that girl, have food cooked for the week, like work out three times a week. That doesn't mean it's going to happen. And I think part of that is accepting that like, that's okay. That's okay if you're not living up to this like perfect ideal version of yourself because you're doing the best you can every day. And I feel like that's all you can ask for. Yeah. And I think with that, um, we're always so getting caught up in the expression of full speed ahead. And especially at tech with, we kind of like, there's like the whole idea that you get your break, but the second you come back, it's not a gradual comeback. It's a full speed ahead right away. 
And with that, though, we kind of get those uh, plans that, you know, we had all these things that, oh, I was going to have this perfect schedule. I'm going to make sure that I have this perfect lifestyle. But understanding that that's not always going to be the case. But more importantly, accepting the fact that accepting that fact and understanding that might not always happen and being able to like schedule around that and being able to always be like, okay, I have this big week. But I also spent those times with, I also enjoyed uh, different traditions that Tech had, whether it's Midnight Bud during finals week or just uh, other traditions that like your club may have for it. Yeah, I completely agree. Like taking, being ready to take on life, even with these interruptions is such like a key part, especially in like the transition to break and from break. So I had like two really bad flights to break and from break. My flight to break, I had an eight hour delay where we basically like they didn't let us out of the flight too. Like we were in our flight seat for most of the eight hours because of like inclement weather in the DFW airport. And I had assignments due Thursday night and I had assignments due like Friday at like 5 p.m. And I remember sitting on that flight and I was like, it's literally like midnight and I'm sitting on this flight thinking about my psych paper due tomorrow. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a moment. I'm going to give this to me. Like I'm going to have a self-care moment and I'm going to let myself rest and I'm going to deal with this tomorrow because I have a belief in myself that I can do it. And then I flew back on Tuesday morning because I wanted to spend an extra day with my family. So I spent Monday at home. I flew back Tuesday morning. I caught a 5 a.m. flight. So I literally got no sleep before it. And this is kind of gross. And if you're like an emetophobe, like just turn this off for a second. But I basically ended up throwing up in a bag, but the bag had a hole in it. And this was as the flight was landing. So like you can't get out of your seat. So I was just like sitting in a pool of vomit for like half an hour. And then I basically got off and I had to take a quiz on like a 40 page reading. And I feel like that whole day would have been so, so stressful if the whole time I was like, I'm off schedule. I needed to have this done. I need to be done with this. But instead, I just kind of thought of it as like a little haha moment. It was just a little blip. It's a funny little story I get to tell on this podcast now. That is like one of those experiences. I'm not sure how if we really want to have one of those experiences. But, you know, those are like the types of flights that we really I guess for better or for worse, remember those. I remember I luckily didn't have too many bad experiences this time around. I just had like one of my flights was being delayed. But like as I was there, it was I had like a uh, I'd like float out like late at night um, from San Diego. And during my layover, I was originally thinking about, OK, what my day is going to be like the second I get back. How am I like going to start? Uh, when, when am I going to go to the library? What types of assignments am I going to be working on? And then. My flight got delayed. And then that made me think about uh, LeBron going to um, Miami for the first time. Not one, not two, not three. And it just kept getting delayed a little bit, a little bit. And they're like, you know, we're not really sure when it's really going to happen, when we're going to be taking off. All depending on the weather, how things go from there. And then it's just like, okay, my day's going to be a little bit different than how I originally expected it. When am I going to get that chance to start uh, get cracking um, back on like my assignments um, when I get back, but that little off schedule bit, we're just, that's when we just kind of be like, that's just life. And we just kind of play along with it and, uh, see how things kind of roll the dice on it. Yeah, I agree. I'll be honest. I know nothing about that, like about sports. So that LeBron metaphor, like right over my head, but I'm so sure that was really meaningful. And then I think for the second part, I think, especially as I get older, I'm starting to realize that like no one has it together. Like we're all just managing crisis by crisis. Like we're moving from one thing to the next And I think because like you look at your parents, especially when like even like when you're in high school, you look at your parents and you're like, they have it together. They know how to file their taxes. They know what a mortgage is. 
And it's like, you look at them and you're like, that's never going to be me. But then you get to college and it's suddenly like, you have to file taxes. You live in an apartment. You have to be the person who kills cockroaches. And it's like suddenly you realize that everyone's just kind of like barely holding it together. And that's fine. Yeah, like I know a lot of like one of my closest friends, he's always told me the fact that um, like, yeah, like I'm always um, really good at like putting on that mask, like everything's okay. Um, But in reality, I got all these like stressors going on. I got this, this and this going on. Um, That's the reality is that a lot of times we may have like that mask on that everything's okay everything's perfect but a lot of times we might not have things to be perfect that like as perfect as we thought it is and i think that's kind of what makes life so special is that you know just being there for each other understanding that things aren't always going to be perfect but being there for each other throughout all these moments i agree and i think like like that idea of a mask plays like a huge part in like that floating duck syndrome i could completely be misquoting that but the idea like ducks look like they're floating but they're kicking underwater which plays into like that imposter syndrome and i think that's definitely like such a big problem at tech i think since coming here i have been very happy to like meet some people who have been very open about their mental health struggles who like for some clubs that i work with i've had people cancel meetings and be very open that like, hey, I'm having a bad mental health day. And that makes me feel like I'm better equipped to not only help them, but I also can approach them with mental health issues in the past, mental health issues in the future. And this is someone that I'm comfortable comfortable talking with about them. I think that discussion of mental health and like that idea of taking the mask off, like we're all kicking to stay afloat is like how to create a safe space. And I feel like I've definitely seen that happening in smaller organizations such as rec is somewhere I've had a very good experience with that but I hope to see that as like a larger paradigm shift throughout Georgia Tech not just like these smaller organizations these small groups of people that's really important that a lot of these people people think that throughout all their entire lives they've always been that really positive person um always smiling through everything um and in college we get tested more than we've had in different parts of our lives and Knowing that it's okay to not be uh, to not be okay, and being able to, you don't always have to have that mask. But leaning on each other and being able to like help each other through each of our times, and understanding that you know life has its ups and downs, and we all go through those. But being there, uh, but having each other and just staying uh, strong, being confident through it all, and that's what. Um, and you don't always have to have that mask, and that's what's really important is understanding the fact that it's okay to show those emotions. Everyone has those, and that's what makes everyone so unique. I completely agree. I think one, for better or for worst, one of my like most like key traits is that I am so optimistic. Like my roommate's car got broken into and I was like, I'm going to bake you a batch of snickerdoodle cookies. At least all they took was a jacket and like maybe your car needed to be cleaned anyways. I am like so optimistic it's annoying and I think part of that did start as like a mask on thing where I was like everything in my life feels terrible I need to like pretend to be happy but I feel like as I've gotten older it's just become like a very good part of my personality like when the flight incident on the way back occurred like I was like I could be upset about this I could I really wanted to cry for a bit but then said I was like this is just it's a funny little moment it's a learning experience and I'm gonna move on And now it's like a fun story I get to tell. So I think there really is like a key to like almost an annoying amount of optimism in life. That's what makes everything so great is the fact that um, no matter how things are, like a lot of times through a lot of these like adversities and whenever we face those life's biggest test is we may be 
um, thinking that that the world's against us or everything is not going in our favor. But if we have that positive spin on it, it helps us to keep on going. And it really is that hope that kind of keeps us going through everything. And <clears throat> and it's kind of like that idea that how we want uh, attitude is everything for us. And there's lots of different factors that play into things. But our biggest factor is our attitude that we have with everything. And keeping in mind that same attitude of, you know, negative things are going to happen. But how we view those, how can we twist those and keep things in a lighthearted and cheerful way is what's going to help not only us, but everyone around us. I completely agree. I think every semester I started off like this is a semester. This is the win semester. Like my freshman year, I took a semester of L's, but I was like two L's make a W. I had an even amount of L's. This is the W semester. It wasn't. But I think just having that mentality at the start of every single semester for some reason has just helped me a lot. Like even like I'll be honest, this has been one of the most stressful semesters of my life. But looking back on it, I think about like the friends that I made this semester that I wouldn't have made anywhere. So I'm starting to think that like instead of thinking like this is a W semester, I'm just going to accept like a W. It's made of two L's. There's going to be good and there's going to be bad. And I'm just going to take the good out of it. Something one of my roommates told me like right after like right after like my breakup that I thought was like really interesting was the idea that in every relationship like in everything in life there's going to be the good and there's going to be the bad and you get to choose what you take from it you can take the good you can remember what was like good about that relationship and learn from the bad but you don't have to hold that yeah I think that's extremely powerful because with every situation we have we want to keep on moving forward with it and it gives us like a great opportunity to learn from the past and also think about how we can take that with us moving forward and um, twist it and find through all the darkness, find the positive light to keep us going. This also has been like one of the, this has been one of the most testing, challenging um, years for me. Um, but I always think about it as, you know, all these lows, but there's also those highs. And if we can make it through the lows, we could look back and see what a uh, that these highs were possible because of all those lows that we encountered along this way. I completely agree. And I think looking at it from almost like a STEM perspective, it's kind of like, I feel like the way that like, because my mom is very like spiritual, she'll be like, all comes back to the baseline. But in my mind, the way I think about it is the universe always comes back to equilibrium. You can't just continuously have elves. The roller coaster has to go back up at some point. And for some reason that has like really helped me find peace especially in like the fact that it's somehow Wednesday and I already have so much stuff to do even though break just ended yeah and that kind of goes back to like the full speed ahead that everything we do it's always full speed ahead that we gotta have be a goldfish and everything and um I have like an amazing um calendar in my room um it's a Ted Lasso calendar once again I think I have like a counter going now for how many times I've brought up Ted Lasso on this podcast. Um, and so every month I get um, a surprise um, quote from like Ted Lasso on there. And this month is be a goldfish. I think that's something big that we can really take away from all of this is, okay, we have these downs. Just be a goldfish about it. And just continue moving on. I love Ted Lasso. I'll be honest. I didn't finish season one, but I f liked Funny Little Soccer Man. Mm, he see, that, he brought joy to my thing. life. You got to finish that first episode. I don't want to put out any spoilers because I haven't seen season three yet. 
And so I don't want to dive into any bit of season three. All I'm going to say is I'm excited for what season three has in store. Maybe I should pick it up. I was like, maybe I should start like another, like I was watching Scandal over the break and I was like, then I got kind of depressed because I was like, everything sucks. Then I was like, instead I'm going to, so maybe I'll go back to Ted Lasso. See, maybe I'll go back to Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Every single person who's watched Ted Lasso always comes out with one thing. This was a really positive um, episode, show and it was one of the most wholesome shows that we've seen. And the timing of the show couldn't have been more perfect. Because it came out during COVID times when everything was really stressful. Everything was uncertain. We didn't really know what was going on. That show was what everyone exactly needed. Because it's kind of what we were just just talking about. Where um, Coach Lasso loves to put that positive spin on everything. And I think we kind of need a little bit of Ted Lasso in every each and every one of our lives. Because um, it's really like... And so many of my favorite quotes and so many of my favorite parts um, are from Ted Lasso is um, those are really the things that like brighten up our day. And in the morning at the start of each day, it's a new day. Those are like our bright spots. Yeah. I started watching the show and I was like, I just want to give this man a hug. Like this man is so confused. I just want to give him a hug. Like I don't know anything about soccer, but like I'd learn it to teach it to him. And, and I, I think I- that's the whole point of it is that it's not just about soccer and the fact that the way he coaches is it's not necessarily what we do on the soccer field, but that love that we have for each other and that bond that we have outside the field. Let's build that and we'll show that on the soccer field and then our results will come from it. But just keeping that positive mindset with everything that we have. Yeah, I totally agree. I think the show is like Ted Lasso. He's a very positive figure. He's like working on building those bonds. The reason I actually stopped watching the show was because I got the, fin- like, I what happened in season one finale, I got it, like, kind of spoiled it for me. And I was like, that's sad. I don't want to watch it. I don't, I don't need my heart broke like that. But, like, listening to what we've said in today's podcast, maybe I just watch it, take the good with the bad, and I just, like, have confidence that the creators of Ted Lasso, like, they're going to give my man a happy ending, and I'm going to move forward with that confidence. And maybe I got to give Ted Lasso another try. And, I mean, that's, like, going back to that last episode of season one, is it was exactly that with the idea that although that ending was sad, um, it was being that goldfish and putting that positive spin and being together through those sad moments kind of gave us that, but he was able to turn it into that positive outlook. And that's how a little something that we can sprinkle in into each of our lives is we encounter those lows, we encounter those uh, hurdles on the road, but throw that little positive spin on it. Let's see what we can really turn this into. And how that could keep us motivated to keep on going and just watch the magic happen from there. All right. So we've had a really great conversation um, talking about lots of different aspects, honestly, about how like the importance of finding the having those breaks, finding those moments where we can just take a step back and appreciate our journey that we've been along and taking the positives and with all of our lows that we encounter, how can we turn those into the positives and finding the good in every little bit? That's another episode of Tech Speaks.